0: you're listening to
1: The Real King with Joe and Heidi King.
2: Today we are talking about foundations. A house needs to be built on a firm foundation and so does your relationship with Jesus. Join us for the first part of our conversation where we talk about our own struggles and as we read what God says in his word about what our true potential
0: is. Let's get into it.
1: We I are, talked about you and this Heidi is, both this today. This
0: podcast is buzzworthy. Yeah, it's we're getting all the buzz. Yeah, tell your friends. Hey, we just watched a video. I wonder if I'll cough through this entire. Yeah, I podcast. I, I was like, I was counting the <clears> coughs
1: on the last. I minute.
0: know. I'm sorry. You,
1: you were, guys you made were me under the weather. But you made you me record.
0: Up. Uh, yeah, I showed up to my own living room. I You made me record while I was in the grips of death. It's so sick. <laughs> Heidi's like, you feel fine, right? Claim <laughs> yeah, your healing. Tell me you well, feel and fine. <clears throat>
1: Dad is 72 years young, and he is... I just did the math. Yeah, and he's he's of a different generation, so... Did you see the slick way...
0: That while he was telling a story, I had a tickle in my throat and he tossed me a recola.
1: Yeah, he, and without then he, missing and then he a beat. set one down on the, on yeah, the table. Yeah, like in case I needed it. Yeah, backup. He could flick it at you like what a paper a guy. football. But for, for, to like have a guest on like that, that doesn't do this every week,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's really hard to, you know, wink at him and be like, you know, hold off.
0: So yeah, let her edit. cough. Yeah, but we just watched a video. This is where I was Speaking going. Speaking of, and the girl was naming things that like pop off. Like there are no flaws. They're mm. amazing. One number one on her list was the combination of letters L M N O P, which I can't disagree with. <laughs> number two was crab Goons because mm-hmm. again, how do you disagree with that?
1: I think L M N O P is like everybody's favorite hook in the alphabet, mm-hmm. It's yeah. like the one place where she you can be said like in a, the video, like a speed rapper, like Eminem.
0: She said in the video, yeah, in the video she said it got her. That was the sole reason she was interested in being literate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is hilarious. But <clears throat> what are your things? What's the thing? Mm that like you it it can do no
1: wrong it is perfect every time oh yeah any any beach on the gulf like that does it for me right there he means the gulf of mexico and white sand
0: yeah white sand beaches parrotfish poop clear water clear water
2: no, like his. Like, it's on the ground like, <laughs> I thought you were like... I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, on the golf, it's, like, clear. Yeah, I like, like, I like being able to see the bottom. You can see it. Yeah. That,
1: that never fails. I could be in the worst situation ever and get there and be like, oh, Right now, okay.
0: it's so hot in Florida. The Atlantic side is, like, bath water.
1: Mm. Ew. Yeah.
2: Salty bath water. Yeah, right.
1: You Remember that time we... It's like spit. We went on a... <laughs> Carlos and dad and Max and I went on, like, a fishing excursion. It was a million dollars. I was just going to
2: say a million dollars later. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we're on this boat. And, like, we had already gotten through the whole Max had watched YouTube videos for, For like, for months. And then all the way there on how to fish. Yeah. Offshore fishing, right? And he was, like, eight or nine.
0: Jasmine's age. He turned 10 that.
1: He hyperfixated,
0: and it was on the verge of um, insufferable it was boat so captain, intense the
1: boat captain was amazing because like <clears throat> max was like telling him how he was doing his job wrong <laughs> like we got to go over here to catch fish and the guy was just like all calm and collected and he pulled up to this pier like gets this little bait catching rig out and like he's like all right bud and just drop it down there and pull it up as fast as you can and all of a sudden, he'd pull it up. There would be like twenty fish on there, like little bait fish. Mm-hmm. So he knew to like chill this kid out, let him catch the bait, you know. And then I was like, "I'm so sorry." He's like, "No, man." He's like, "They're all that way." Kids are excited. Yeah. So he he ended up, but we were out, we were out like a ways from the beach, and it was right near where our hotel, like our resort re- resort was, and um, Max goes. Is that a shark? And I was like, no, buddy, we're so far in, and the water's so warm, you probably wouldn't see, you know, sharks like that, like this close to the beach. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, he starts making these circles that started big and then got tighter. And all of a sudden, we could see there was something in the middle. And I'm like, what is that? He goes, you'll see. We get up, and it was like 11-foot shark. And he could see it the whole time I'm telling Max, like, they're not in this close to show. Yeah. So he just, like, he's casually, like he's like, I already, <clears throat> I already brought the kid down a notch. Now I'm going to take his dad down a notch. Yeah. It was pretty cool, though. I was like, okay, now I'm not going on the kayak with Carlos anymore.
0: Was that after or before? It was, that was after. Be- that was
1: before we went on the kayak. We'll I was trying baskets. to
0: ask you about your favorite, like, the pop-off things. Yeah, and you got stuck I on really, the beach.
1: I, it's hard because I don't really get too enthused about certain things, you know. Something that
0: it never misses. Yeah,
2: mine would be like uh, stormy days in summer,
0: mm. or like a
2: thunderstorm, or snowy <clears throat> days in winter, or snowy nights in winter when you have no place to go.
0: Yeah,
2: like those kind of
0: mm-hmm. stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, mine is like more like moments. Tell me that this is not fire. Okay. Your house is clean. Mm -hmm. Like spick and span clean. You have a candle lit. Yeah. Your dishwasher is running. Mm -hmm. It's like mid afternoon. There's a breeze. Yeah. And you can hear a morning dove. Yeah yeah. That's like
2: yeah. Or at night when your kids Are sleeping before you are
0: <laughs>
2: Those <laughs> I, moments For me relate. are blessed Yeah I'm like yes
1: Man you guys are like so easy
2: Yeah a few of your favorite things man
1: <clears throat> Well yeah. Mine Raindrops, are, always, mine roses, are always like Like a worship song that just hits It slaps So for like weeks I'll I'll just it'll be on nonstop, or I'll be singing it like the um that African one that we were listening to the out of my belly like yeah. the rivers of the living water one mm-hmm. man like, I tried to
0: get you to sing it in church you wouldn't
2: I feel like there's I feel like worship music in general though is a completely different like what one never fails type of situation there's like a billion like I could listen to probably a hundreds of worship songs right now where they're all anointed. Let me ask you so this. So they never, they never,
0: what like is one that you can't listen to?
1: Cause mm. it just doesn't fit. Like a worship song. Mm-hmm.
0: Mine is the one where they say sloppy wet kisses.
2: Mm. Oh, the Jesus culture one. Yeah. Yeah. Like a sloppy wet kiss. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: What is the name of that song? I don't remember. See, I rebuked it out of my brain.
1: There's, like, a lot. Like, I'm not a good Christian radio guy. No. So Heidi and the kids will put on, like, K-Love or something. He doesn't like
2: anything that's more like um, can. pop. Like oh, Christian sure.
1: pop. Sure. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. There
2: is stuff that does come down to just like personal preference. Yeah. For example, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was on a work call the other day and someone mentioned that they're making a new Beetle. They're doing a Beetlejuice, too. Yep. And I said, help us, Jesus. I hated Beetlejuice. And just that personal comment, like my personal thought on Beetlejuice like created like a 10 minute conversation oh, really? mm-hmm. about how everybody loves Beetlejuice. Yeah. And I can't stand that. Say
0: movie. it one more time. <clears throat> I love,
1: yeah. uh, I love. So <laughs> honestly, Damn. though, when, when, when you, I can yeah. she
0: thinks I'm funnier than anybody. Carlos. What's something for you that just always is amazing? Like a food or like an artist or like a something. Never fails. Hot milk. Carlos loves hot (laughs) milk. I am calling it cultural. It's a cultural thing. People used to feed me hot milk. They did. Mm -hmm. Not bad. Are you saying a few words? two people two different why say more words when few words do trick (laughs) 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 Mm, (laughs) what (laughs) she just stopped saying full sentences
1: (laughs) that's the story of my life she she blurts sentence fragments at
0: at bed feed me at bed what like at bedtime Weirdo? Yeah, two different families. Wow, you guys could have hot milk together.
1: My now whole my whole existence is full of this. What? Sentence fragments? Sentence fragments. Sentence fragments. <laughs> I'm, like, in, that was my I'm not nickname. smart enough to put it together. Like, Don't scramble <laughs> words for me. Speak in full sentences, please.
0: We uh, have a YouTube channel now. Yeah. If Go like and subscribe, guys. Smash that subscribe button. All of our episodes are now available on YouTube. Speaking of... We're ads. not in them, but you can listen yet. to them yet. Yeah. And yet. we have some shorts. You can uh, sh- Some YouTube shorts. Not like shorts you wear, but shorts you watch. And you can like those and share them.
1: Speaking of liking and sharing, if you listen... Shout out, Sharon. And you like and share... That helps us get our reach out there.
0: Yeah. All right, Heidi. So being in the church world and growing up in the church world, and I spent a lot of time exposed to church culture. There's a lot of stereotypes that you come across, right? hmm Can you think of one?
1: Of stereotypes in the church world? Yeah. Homeschoolers. That's a big one. Homeschoolers. Uh-huh. Um, like...
2: Bad tippers.
1: Ooh, bad tippers. <laughs> bad That's tippers, a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like the hyper spiritual where everything is a spiritual warfare.
0: Mm hmm
2: They're all they've also been judgmental. Like yeah. they're always yeah. they're always pegged as judgmental, stingy, short lived. Mm-hmm. Like we'll see how long that lasts.
1: Right. Yeah, people do that a lot with like new Christians. Inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Like you're on fire now, but I was mm-hmm. in fire in nineteen seventy one and it didn't always last, but I still love Jesus.
2: Yeah. So I'm personally not a fan of those stereotypes, but the unfortunate part about stereotypes is there's always a level of truth to them. Yeah. So why do Christians get a bad rap all the time? In fact, it's so bad to the point where a lot of Christians nowadays don't even like to be called Christians anymore. They start to refer themselves as believers or they
0: call themselves spiritual. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They hide their light under a bushel. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. And the, the, term Christian coined in, in scripture, um, you know, to, to be Christ-like, we should be setting the standard for that. Mm -hmm. So if you meet somebody that's not a good Christian, that's when we should like put it into overdrive and really push to make sure that people utilize us in our walk with Christ as the standard to compare Mm -hmm. what they what they see is not successful too yeah like okay um bill over here says he's a christian but he swears a blue streak and he flips out on people all the time and he's super greedy and he wouldn't help anybody out of anything uh, unless he was going to benefit from them and then they'd go but i met heidi over here who would give you the shirt off her back the shoes off her feet She constantly stops to pray with people. She's always pouring into the homeless and the sick and whatever else, you know. So, like, then all of a sudden they'd be like, one of these is is a counterfeit,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know.
2: Yeah. So this actually, like, all kind of started getting brought up to me because— if there's that many stereotypes on Christians, then there's a level of truth to it. There's a level of enough people seeing that out of Christians Mm -hmm. where it even had the ability to become a stereotype. And so I started to think, why? Why has this become such a stereotype on Christians that they're they're unreliable or they're short lived or they're stingy? Mm -hmm. Like you would not believe how many people, how many waitstaff people that we've talked to, where they've literally said Christians are the worst tippers.
1: Some friends of ours just did a a podcast and they were talking about giving, and people came like out of the woodwork talking about how. Grateful they were that they serve a God that doesn't require them to do any of that, and I'm like, wow, that's like what gives us the favor that we have is is our our godly giving and our ability to sow into His economy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So all of a sudden, I'm actually out in our in our driveway this last week, and I was looking at the sidewalk, and I noticed that it had tons of weeds growing out of it.
1: Mhm. Like the cracks?
2: Uh, the cracks in the sidewalk, the cracks in the driveway, they had all these weeds. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit was like, "Look up what a weed is." So I looked up the definition of a weed, and it's a wild plant growing where it is not wanted and now in competition with what's cultivated, refined and well-educated. Mhm. Okay? so then the holy spirit started to talk to me here right because cracks are often overlooked they are deemed as non-threatening as long as the pavement doesn't fully break apart or the house doesn't fall down right but if not taken care of over time they slowly get bigger
0: they're actually expected to a certain degree Mm. you know like in when you look at a house if you see a crack like I'm trying to look and see if there's any' cracks in yeah here. it's the like settling. oh well, the house right, the house settled
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah you look around doorways the house archways. settled, so
0: there's a crack yeah that's and natural yeah what's bound to
1: happen with concrete guys, they actually uh, make stress cuts where they where they try to uh, manipulate
2: mm-hmm. the
1: settling to crack in those specific places yeah
0: mm.
2: So as I'm like starting to now like, realize the Lord's trying to show me something here with the definition of a weed and how this would a- is also spiritual, I started to think, do I have any cracks in my foundation? Mm-hmm. Do you have any cracks in your foundation? What is a crack in our foundation? Right. Oh, man. Like my mind just started to go with this. What is our foundation?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right? So our foundation, I mean, that's simple. Like there's songs on it. Like... Yeah. Christ Christ is our foundation. Yeah, the wise
1: man built his house upon the rock. Then the rains came.
2: Yes. So for Christians that are giving other Christians a bad stereotype, a bad name, mm-hmm. what is the root cause of it? It's foundation-based.
1: Yeah. You know, when when we end up in trials and tribulations, like just in our household— we always are like, Oh, spiritual warfare. I can't believe I'm going through this, but that exposes those cracks where, where all of a sudden we realize prayer was not our first response. It was our last resort. Mm -hmm. That's a crack in our foundation. When we realize, like the name of Jesus becomes a slanderous word instead of who we're calling on to get free from the situation.
2: Or even worse, when you have been really striving to be like Jesus, a part of Jesus, a part of the church, a part of your community, and you get in a moment of flesh where prayer is just not your last resort. You just don't want to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There has literally been times like you have a chip on your shoulder. Yes. There's Mm -hmm. been times where like stuff will start to go south and like somebody's like, pray about it. And my flesh is literally like, absolutely not. No.
0: Mm.
2: Nope. I'm not going to i don't want to. i did
1: nothing happened yeah 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 i've had it where like i'll call you and i'll be like you need to pray about this <laughs> and you're like okay in jesus name and i'm like no like get off the phone to me yeah
2: like i don't want to hear your I, prayer i'm not in
1: the good i'm not in a good place right now uh, yeah
2: not, don't pray to me <sighs> yeah like yeah. in my pray ear for me yeah. yeah stop praying at me yeah but
1: that's that's a crack in my foundation yes. right there
2: yes so their foundation all of our foundations where we struggle with these things they've not been properly poured or over time like you guys were just talking about they've cracked yeah mm. they've settled okay and now weeds are growing so if you have your foundation firmly planted the people in the church have no power to hurt you Mm -hmm. they have no power to offend you they have no power for you to get mad at them and then you to leave why because you understand that just because we are inside church doors doesn't mean that we have it all together A lot of people will also get judgmental there because they will say, well, if I'm going into a church and I'm realizing that not everybody inside those church walls has it all together, then why am I even here? That's not a good spot to be at either, because in Philippians 2.12, it says that we work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. We all need to be deep into that word and get revelations ourselves and not just from hearing it from the preachers. Are preachers needed? Absolutely. But if a preacher says something that hits a crack in our foundation or a weak spot in our foundation, you think that it's a direct attack on you and you get offended.
1: Yeah, You know, in, in Colossians 2, 13, 14, and 15, um, And you who are dead in trespasses and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, your own sensuality, your sinful carnal nature, God brought to life together with Christ, having freely forgiven us all our own transgressions, having canceled and blotted out and wiped away the handwriting of the note, the bond with its legal decrees and demands, which was in force and stood against us, hostile to us. This note, with its regulations, decrees, demands, he set aside and cleared completely out of our way by nailing it to his cross. So all those, those things, those attacks, those allegations that are brought against us, the, 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 the cross of Christ, it was nailed to that cross and it was wiped away, so we're no longer entitled to have hurt feelings, Mm -hmm. to be offended, Mm -hmm. because we have to look at the cross. And what does the cross say? The cross says that Jesus annulled us from the covenant relationship we had with sin. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: We're no longer married to that. So Mm -hmm. we don't have the right or entitlement to do that. It says in 15, God disarmed the principalities and powers that were raged against us and made a bold display in public example of them in triumphing over them in him and in the cross. Mm-hmm. So it's like thinking about all, all those things and in our foundation and how we we think we can uh, have these, you know opinions or entitlements. That's, that's, a, that's a, obviously a crack in our foundation. We, we don't, if we think about what God has done for us, we don't really have any right to think like that because Jesus did it.
0: So when you say foundation, what are you
1: referring to? It starts with, with what you put in your, what you eat right away, the bread of life, you start to eat the word mm-hmm. and then you pray and you have, you actually have a conversation with the creator of the universe and that's foundational for your day. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then obviously you're, I guess, if you really want to think about foundations, you know, the moment that you came into relationship with Jesus Christ, um, your, your initial salvation is foundational. Um, the signs and wonders that follow those that believe are foundational the Apostles Creed or go into all nations is foundational. Those are like the basic things a Christian should be doing. Yeah. So those are my foundation. But when I, when I do maintenance, it always starts with the word because that's what I, that's what I have to compare everything to as far as weighing out. Like, you know, is this, is this something, um, that's worth, me even giving thought. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's Paul said in his word that we're not supposed to take part in, uh, unfruitful civilian speech.
0: So when we're talking about a spiritual foundation, like a foundation of a house, it's what you build your house on. Yeah. Right. Right. And I think where people can end up in a faulty spot is where, even though it may be now, you didn't start out building your foundation mm-hmm. in Christ yeah. yeah you built it on church you built it on experiences or or friendships or even because your family brought you mm-hmm. right and so you have this groundwork yeah that's laid yeah and what you're referring to is reflecting inward and trying to understand what is it right now that you've built your faith on. Yeah. And Joe, what he's saying to me is, because <clears throat> your foundation is, is, once you once it's done, it, it's built, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Not to say that you can't fix things, prop things up, you know, remodel. Yeah. <laughs> renovate, so to speak. But when you've built a house and your foundation is done, your foundation's done. Yeah. So everything that you build on top of it, I mean, it's, it's one of those situations where, like, if, if the foundation of your house is, like, a little too high on one side, when you get to the top of your house, it's going to be really crooked. Yeah. You know? Yep. And so when people are looking at, like, their, their foundation mm-hmm. personally and trying to identify cracks, like, what do they do? Like... Like,
1: what is the process of identifying yeah. a, a, a weak spot? So when you when you identify a weak spot in your foundation, it usually comes in a storm. So I did water, fire, sewer damage for yeah. years. Yeah, you um, when we'd get heavy rains in Wisconsin and the ground would be saturated, we'd find all the cracks in the foundation because the basement would flood. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times we don't even realize we have a... a A poor foundation, or a lack of a vapor barrier, or something like that, until things hit the fan. So you might, you may think everything's fine. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, when there's some rocking, and all of a sudden you remember, or you realize, like the windows don't shut now. Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden everybody leaves the church, and you don't, you don't, you realize, like, oh my gosh. I have to go with them because I'm about to lose everything. And and you don't realize like God put you there for a purpose Mm -hmm. and you're a a functioning part or an organ to that body. Right. So now all of a sudden you start to realize you're, and then you're unhappy everywhere you go after that because you, you followed the crowd instead of understanding that your firm foundation was the, the stability of it or the, the mortar that held everything together. When you're in
0: the wrong body you're a transplant yeah and there's a lot of maintenance that comes along with having a, lot a transplant lot of anti rejection medication you have to have anti rejection medications I'm going to
2: rewind just for a second on yeah. foundation because I want to bring this back to scripture because that's yes. important and that's kind of what we're getting and that's at our tonight. foundation. hmm mm-hmm. So in Isaiah 28, 16, it says, Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am laying in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone of sure foundation. He who believes in, trusts in, relies on, and adheres to that stone. hmm will not be ashamed or give way or hasten away in sudden panic. Mm. So this is why Christ being that foundation for you is so vital because when you believe, trust and rely adhere to him, it causes you to not have any of the shame issues and it causes you to not run away in panic. Yeah. And a lot of the times with new believers that sometimes occurs mm-hmm. because their foundation, they've had they had an experience, right? So whether they are just going to church because their dad, their grandfather, their great-grandfather all Mm -hmm. went to church, or whether they're at church because they had some sort of experience that caused them to realize that there's a greater power than themselves bottom line one whether you're the person that has gone to church and you're only doing it because it's routine or whether you did it through experience and now that's what you're coming into if you still don't get that placed foundationally Mm -hmm. where you trust in rely on yeah you like adhere means like you're not getting that apart yeah Yeah. it's it's Like you, you can't remove Christ from any, anything from you in your Mm -hmm. life because you're now adhered to him. Yeah.
0: Well, when he's your cornerstone, everything in your life is aligned with him. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. It comes, it comes with a cost. So when, when you enter into a covenantal relationship with Jesus Christ, it comes with a heavy cost. It costs you your right to be offended. It costs you your right to walk in hurt. It costs you your right to be rejected because if he's accepted you, no one can reject you.
2: Correct. And see, you hit on a good point there, because if you don't have your foundation right, no one's going to understand what you're saying. Mm. Because it's not until you truly adhere to Christ as your foundation that nothing else can shake you off it. It's not until you've gotten to that point where where if somebody rejects you, you don't get hurt over it. Mm-hmm. Or if somebody offends you, you turn the other cheek. Like, you can't ever get to that place until your foundation is set, because we have these emotional people running around in churches right now, and they're causing bad names to become on a lot of Christians because their foundation was never set place correctly in the first place. So in our church, our pastor says whenever you're first coming to Christ to -hmm. start in the Gospels, Yeah. okay? So he says read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Mm -hmm. and then he tells you to basically completely read those over and over and over again. Why does he tell you to read them over and over again? Well, number one, you're not going to get all of it the first time that you read something. No. Like it's just our human brains just don't do that. Mm -hmm. So it's trying to get you to repetitively read the Gospels until you have your light bulb moment, until you have your revelation moment. Until you get to know Jesus. Until you get to know Jesus. So again, the reason he says that is because it's the way that Jesus is kind of brought in unseen in those. Like they start to talk about him. They start to talk about the birth and the things that he did and what happened. You start to learn about who he is, what he is, how he reacted to things, Mm -hmm. like what he did, right? And this is interesting and why it's so huge is because if you're reading Matthew and then you get to Mark, you think, didn't I just read that? So you'll notice, like, I swore I just read that story in Matthew. Like, why am I reading it again
0: in Mark? I swear I just read his entire family tree and then (laughs) the same story in Matthew. Mm -hmm.
2: So the reason that you're seeing that is because these four gospels are... So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they're all telling a unique perspective it's of the their same account. story. Yeah. Okay. So what is God trying to show us here that four different people had similar interactions, experiences, and revelations with Jesus, but they were all just a little bit different.
1: And yeah. they all had very different backgrounds. <laughs> yes. You know, Luke was a doctor, a physician. Yep. Uh Matthew, he, he was, was a, a tax, tax collector. collector.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm so mark was also there (laughs) (laughs) yeah And john was the beloved i gotta get a little more foundational john 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 was the beloved right yeah that's what you called him
1: the one the one that you love
2: yeah yeah but if you're struggling with foundational issues the gospels is a very good place to try to correct any of those foundations. because
0: if you're new yes you don't the worst place you can look to base your foundation off of and what you can the worst kind of cornerstone you can place for yourself is the behavior and actions of other christians correct you you should have one model yeah for who you should strive to be like and that's jesus himself yeah
1: just a a little side note you know like Um, if you're john and you're writing you know calling yourself the beloved in you the know, beginning was like, the
0: Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And God yeah. really, and
1: like Jesus was like tight with you. Yeah. You know, the one that he loved.
0: hmm
1: After having intimate moments with God, like, you, you, like, I would probably write the same way.
0: Oh,
2: for
1: sure you would. Like, I would probably think him and I had moments that yep. you and him didn't yep. share it. You yep. know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, I've heard people be like, you know, like, these guys were really full of themselves. You know, and how they wrote things and how competitive they were. But uh, a creative God enrobing himself in the flesh and having intimate relationships with all these people, they all had takeaways that were so significant and so each as substantial as the yes. next yes. because
0: God is capable yes. of doing that and loving each person uniquely yes according to what they need and how he created them yes mm-hmm. whereas we are not correct right yeah. see
2: that's why you can't build your foundations though off of your pastors you your pastors can't build your foundation for you your mom and dad can't build your foundation for you your friends can't build your foundation for you. Right. Your guidance counselors, church counselors, like none of these people can build your foundation for you. Have you
1: have you ever seen like um a a basement <laughs> or a foundation being poured? No. So I you mean, have I've to have somebody come like out and rebar. do the groundwork. And then you have to have somebody come out and set forms. Okay. And then you have to have the guys that actually come out tile the the rebar so that if, if there is a crack, it doesn't just separate, you know, uh-huh. like in crumble. The, the rebar going through it all holds it together. You have to have somebody that knows how to test concrete to make sure that it's structurally sound when it dries. So you have all these things. And then once they start pouring that, there's actually guys that have to show up with these like um, pipe things that they stick down in there. Mm-hmm. And they kick them on and it causes the concrete bubbles
0: to come out the
1: bubbles to come out and the concrete to fill every little crevice so that there's so that there's no like missing spots you know they also it takes a a lot to
0: determine the right consistency and formula for the concrete yeah what
1: hardeners you put in there what what you have depending on your
0: like on your environment and the climate, it may be a different formulation, right? Mm-hmm. So, so when, like, if you're destined to be closer to heat mm-hmm. than someone else, then your foundation will be configured and formulated
1: different than theirs. Yeah, because yeah. we have frost. Yeah. So, when Heidi was sharing about pastors a moment mm-hmm. ago, I was thinking about them as like the labor force that comes out and puts up forms. Yeah. and and gets the concrete ready. They can ready. help prep you.
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You made a good point, though, because you have to build your foundation yourself because the way that you start to read these Gospels and the things that God begins to reveal in you is very specific to you. Yeah. yeah. Because when I read the Gospels, I get different things that the Holy Spirit highlights to me than Joe does mm-hmm. or yeah. than you do.
0: Yeah. One thing you mentioned was like <clears throat> being emotional or like, being rejected or feeling rejected or feeling like hurt or whatever. So I've always firmly believed like God made us with emotions. Like Mm -hmm. he created us to be that way. And I just don't want people to think that like they're off base if they feel something. But what you do when you feel that is you run to Jesus. Yeah, exactly. So it's not that you're... Jesus showed us what we would experience on earth. Rejection, Mm -hmm. you know, betrayal, hurt, pain, but also wonderful things, close friendships and richness of life and miracles and signs and wonders. He showed us that we would experience all of those things. That said, if you end up in a situation where you do get hurt and you do feel a, a negative emotion that's not saying that you won't and if you do feel that you're not lesser than yeah but you need to know where to turn to right and yeah. then he delivers you he's yes. your shoulder to cry on and he will provide the peace and comfort and joy and he'll He'll reveal that to you in internally yes. in your own spirit, and then
2: he'll bear that fruit in you. Absolutely. And the reason that that's important, you have to run to Jesus for it, is because we've seen time and time and time again where if they experience rejection or offense or yeah. any of those types of things, they're not running to Jesus, and they're actually running out of the church. Yeah.
1: You you yeah. end up yeah. building up a spiritual callus. Yes. So it's like, oh, I'm not going to get hurt this easy again. So I'm going to harden in this area so that I don't get cut as deep. But when we run to Jesus, he knows that you can only love to the depth that you could be hurt. Mm -hmm. So if you can get hurt really deep, you can love really deep. Yeah. Right. So when when your heart is soft Mm -hmm. and you have the ability to... Uh, Look at the person in front of you uh, with all intention, 100% focus, to see them do well. And then you encounter rejection, you encounter manipulation or any of these things. And then you go back to Christ with it, who's never rejected you. He's closer than a brother. And then you confide in him, even if he doesn't agree with you. He's going to love you out of it. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. We are so blessed to have the privilege to share with you. If you haven't already, please connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us by searching at The Real King Podcast. That's at T-H-E Real King Podcast. The Real King Podcast is recorded in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. It is hosted by Joe and Heidi King, who are joined each week by Christina Santamaria as a moderator and contributor. It is produced and edited by Joe and Heidi King and Carlos and Christina Santamaria. All content is under copyright and all rights are reserved.